that the winner shall be a certain team from a certain Midwestern town that starts with a C, ends with an O, and in the middle is Hikag. The Bears. The Bears. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the show. My name is Drew, and I'll be your host. You guessed it. We're talking Chicago Bears football today. The Bears. Wait, who? The Bears. That's right, the Bears. With the season about a month away, no preseason games being played, and strict practicing rules put in place due to COVID-19, I'll take a quick dive into the defensive and offensive side of the football and see how this team might fare in this very different and awkward 2020 season. First up is the defense and the side of the ball I have the least concern about. There's a few key additions and one very key subtraction to this team that may affect them in a negative and a positive way. The Bears starting defensive tackle Eddie Goldman has decided to opt out of the 2020 season due to concerns with COVID-19. Eddie Goldman has been a solid player for the Bears on the defensive line, making his first Pro Bowl as an alternate last season. He's just gotten better and better as time has gone on and been a staple to this defense, and he will definitely be missed. So the plan is to replace him with multiple players on the defensive line and rotate guys in and out as needed to try and fill his gap. All these players are all returning for either their second year or even beyond three and four years. So that's one positive to the situation is it's all returning players. They've been here before. They've gone through the system so they know what they're doing and they can fill in and hopefully do a solid job replacing Goldman while he's out. One key addition to this linebacking unit this season is Robert Quinn. Quinn has been a solid player over his career and just had 10 sacks last season with the Dallas Cowboys. He will be replacing Leonard Floyd and his lack of production on the opposite side of Khalil Mack. When you play on the opposite side of one of the best pass rushers and defensive players in the game, you're supposed to feast. Leonard Floyd has not done that since he was drafted in the first round by this team in 2016. So he is out, Robert Quinn is in, and I expect him to have a phenomenal year on this defense. Now what does that mean for Mac? That should mean great things for Mac. He should have an improved 2020 season. He should be getting to the quarterback more just because of the fact that teams have to worry about Robert Quinn on the other side. They did not have to worry about Leonard Floyd. That's why Mac got so much more attention. Now that he's on the other side and will be rushing the quarterback with Mac, it's going to improve his game even more. And I expect a all-time season out of Mac this year. As far as the rest of the linebackers on this team go, they're solid as usual. They have returning backups that can fill in if necessary. Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan up the middle are solid players as usual. They're professionals. I expect them to come in ready to play and do their damage like I always do. The Bears have brought in safety to Sean Gibson to play the strong safety position alongside Eddie Jackson. He's a nine-year vet with a high football IQ and instincts that allow him to make plays and anticipate where the ball is going to go. And if you know where the ball is going to go, that's a really good thing for your defense. The Bears still have Deion Bush on their roster, who's uh, going into his fifth year. He's more of a true in-the-box strong safety. He's had a few starts over the years filling in for injured players. And I think he'll push Gibson for the starting job, but in the end, I believe that the nine-year vet who started all of his career will be the guy that ends up taking the job. In the draft this year, the Bears selected Jalen Johnson, a cornerback out of Utah, with a second-round draft pick number 50 overall. 
One thing I like about this guy is he now has a chip on his shoulder, thinking that he was going to be drafted much higher than what he was, and I feel that he's going to come in ready to play and ready to make a statement and show everyone who he is and what he can do. Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network had Johnson ranked as the 29th best player and third best corner in the draft this year. I think teams in the draft were a little scared off due to some shoulder issues he's had. He played all last season with a torn labrum. But if his talent shines through and he lives up to some of these projections, then it's just going to end up being a steal for the Bears. And he will fill in very nicely playing alongside Kyle Fuller at the cornerback position. Despite having a torn labrum his final season at Utah, Johnson only missed one game in the last two years and still attended the combine and did 15 reps on the bench press. What does that tell me? This is a tough player, a tough guy. He's there for his team. He wants to play and he'll even play through injuries if he can. That's the kind of guy you want on your team and in your organization. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll get into the offense and see what we can expect from that side of the ball this season. Now, a word from Anchor. Do you have opinions you want to share? Topics you'd like to discuss? Have you ever considered starting your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and have your voice heard. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome back into the show. It's time to talk offense and the biggest question mark for the Bears. In the offseason, the Bears traded for Nick Foles and are paying him $24 million to be here, which has caused a quarterback competition between him and Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is entering his fourth year as a pro and really hasn't shown much yet. He's been inaccurate with the football, missing wide open receivers, making poor decisions, and he looks like he just doesn't have a total grasp of what he's supposed to be doing on the field. While I believe that Foles was brought into this team to push Mitch and try and get the most out of him, I don't think they pay $24 million to a guy to come in and not play. He's comfortable with this kind of offensive system and has played for many of the coaches on the Bears staff. In a season of so much uncertainty because of COVID-19 and not being able to practice together and get the reps in that they would usually be getting at this time, I think the coaching staff goes with the player they're most comfortable with and the player they trust the most to run the offense, not make mistakes, not turn the ball over. I believe that player is Nick Foles. I think a lot of this team's success is going to be based on the offensive line play. If they play like they did in 2018, protecting the quarterback with a solid run game, they could be 12-4 and four again. But if they played like they did in 2019, there were no running lanes, the quarterback didn't have time to throw the ball, the plays didn't have time to develop, and it was a total disaster. This team needs an offensive line that can block because it needs a run game. If you have no run game, you're a one-dimensional team, it makes you easy to defend, and you're not scaring anybody. You're not fooling anyone, and they know what you're going to do every time, and that's how they stop you. David Montgomery has done his part. He went from weighing 223 pounds and 12% body fat last season 
to 222 pounds and 8% body fat this season. Anybody who follows the fitness world knows that is a huge difference. He replaced his fat with muscle. He's going to be a much stronger and more powerful player this season. As long as the offensive line can block for him, I see him having a very productive season as a second-year pro. The Bears have an entirely new tight end group at the top of their depth chart, which is a very good thing considering the 2019 group was one of the worst in the NFL. The position combined for 36 receptions, 416 yards, and only two touchdowns, with not one tight end out of seven that took snaps reaching 100 yards for the season. That is pathetic, but I think they will be much improved at the position this year. They brought in Jimmy Graham, who's been in the league since 2010, but his production has slowly declined over the years. I personally think they overpaid for him, but if he can be a mentor to a younger player in Cole Komet, who they drafted this year, then so be it. Komet was the Bears' first pick in the 2020 draft in the second round and number 43 overall. This guy is 6'6", 262 pounds, and an athletic freak. The NFL has really shifted over to these big athletic tight ends who are more like oversized wide receivers than the old-time tight ends who were more of blockers. The hope is, is that Komet can develop and turn into a player like Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and even Rob Gronkowski. Those players are game changers. Defenses have to game plan for them, and they make a big impact on the game and the players around them. If teams are game planning for a specific player, then it opens up opportunities for everyone else to make plays. If Komet can use that combination of size and athleticism this season and make an impact, that is going to work wonders for this team. Historically, rookie tight ends in the NFL haven't made too much of an impact, but with as poor as the position played last year, I feel the only way they can go is up. So there's a good chance that Komet could make an impact on this team this season. The wide receiver group for the Bears is led by Allen Robinson, who is a solid pro and been the unquestioned number one wide receiver for the Bears. He's meant so much to this team with his play on the field and off the field with his charitable organizations and just being a true leader in the locker room and showing these younger guys what to do and what not to do. Robinson is on the last year of a three-year deal and absolutely must get a contract extension. Pay him. Pay that man his money. This guy has meant so much to this team. They have to keep him around and they have to keep him around for the long term. Anthony Miller enters his third year as a pro and it is time for him to step up his game and be the player that they traded up in the draft to get. In the second half of last season, Miller had a five-game stretch where he just went off and was producing for this team like no other. And hopefully he can build on that and become an even more productive player because this team needs it from him in the worst way. Next up is a pair of Georgia wide receivers, Riley Ridley, who's in his second season, and Javon Wims in his third season. Are these players ready to be productive parts to this team? Have they been putting in the work in the offseason to be successful? I sure hope so, and only time will tell. These two players have shown flashes that they can produce for this team, but now it's time to take their game to the next level and prove that they can produce on a consistent basis. And I'm expecting them to do just that this season. Overall, I have this team going 10-6 and six with the hope that this will be enough to secure a playoff spot for my favorite football team. That's all the time I have left for today. Thank you for listening to the show, and I'll talk to you next time.